0: I'm J.C. Hurtado Prater, and you are listening to J.C. Talks, a podcast about life and leadership. I'm an organizational consultant and professor of business and leadership. My entire purpose is to help you, your team, and your organization be more impactful, more effective, and more profitable. When the leader gets it right, everybody wins. This podcast is my opportunity to share with you great interviews, great books, great articles, and the important lessons I'm learning on the journey. My only hope is that these next few moments add value to your life and to your leadership. Stay tuned. So I'm reading this book um, called the goal by Eliyahu M. Goldratt and Jeff Cox. It's the th- well when I I guess when I when this print came out it was the 30th anniversary. Called the goal a process of ongoing improvement. From what I understand, the leadership at Amazon require their their managers. More than likely, based on what I'm reading, they require their manufacturing managers their warehouse manager i guess i should say it's not that they manufacture anything uh, but they're warehouse managers to read this it, and it really is a phenomenal read i got to be honest with you about that it's it's really great um, and it really talks about this idea of productivity i i have a note here that i'm reading here in the, <clears throat> on page 33 and i wrote down here it says productivity is the act of bringing a company closer to its goals but you must know the goal and that's what we talked about last week is this idea that uh, one of the basic premises of this book is that every organization every team every person in order to be effective uh, you have to measure your productivity against your goal and here's the deal every organization every team every person really has one goal and if they don't uh they're not going to be as effective right and and this is what a lot of organizations get in trouble with for profit non-profit not for profits you know um <clears throat> uh they get in trouble because of this uh, they're measuring productivity but they're not measuring productivity against a goal they're measuring productivity of against, well, I'm really busy this week and my schedule is really busy. And obviously I have a lot of things going on and I'm, you know, our teams are busy and we have, you know, work, 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 work. We're busy, 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 busy. So we don't have time for new creations. We don't have time for new innovations because, because look, we're, we have so many things going on and the wheels are turning and we're making money. So obviously we're productive. Uh, Teams think like that. Organizations uh, think like that. And people think like that. You know, I look at my own, uh, list of everything I've done this year. And uh, I'm going to be transparent with you at this time of year is the year that I stop. And I look back on the year and say, okay, what are the things that I could have done better? What are the goals that I missed? What are the goals that I succeeded at? And I missed the mark in a few ways. And it's not for a lack of being busy. I've been busier this year than I've ever been in my entire life. But uh, I think I've been busy doing some of the wrong things. And this book has really been transforming for me, uh, reading it and understanding that uh, we all have one goal right uh, now i know we have d- different goals right um like i think about the the different dimensions of our lives physical mental emotional spiritual financial relational so you've got these different elements and so with these different elements you're going to have different goals you know what are your physical goals what are your mental goals your emotional goals what are your spiritual goals uh what are your financial goals what are your relational goals right so they're You know, so we're all going to have different goals that we're reaching for. Uh, But even in those, if you were to say, "Look, there's no such thing as having one goal." Even in that frame of mind, to say, you know, with these different dimensions, who we are, we're going to have different goals. Within each of those different dimensions, there ought to be one goal within those, one thing we're trying to reach. So physically, it might be like for me, I'm trying to get down. You know, I'm trying to lose some weight. I'm trying to get down to my ideal weight, down to my BMI. Would you know it? And I think most of us are in this in this category. According to my BMI, uh, I would be considered obese, right? And I'm not. I mean, I work out seven days a week. I eat pretty healthy. The people that know me, they know that I eat pretty healthy. Um, and I have my days where I like to, you know, cheat or have a burger or pizza or whatever like that. But I eat pretty healthy. Um, but my BMI is not where it needs to be now. A healthy BMI. I don't think I'll ever get down to there. You know, it's like one's, it's like 165 pounds or something like that. And I don't think I'm ever going to reach that. I don't know if I want to reach that, but I want to get a little bit closer, right? So in in my physical world, I could come up with five or six different goals. But really, the the primary goal is to get down uh, to a certain weight, right? So I'm closer to my BMI. Uh, and then in my mental goals, right? Uh, maybe it's to read 12 books. I don't know, maybe my emotional goals, you know, I'll set some of their spiritual goals. And I think that spirituality has to do with this idea of reaching our purpose um, that 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 we're designed to do. Uh, so when you think about yourself spiritually, it's how close am I to uh, doing what I was created to do. And so then you write a goal out for that. So what, what, what gets us, um, you know, going in the wrong direction as people, as teams, as organizations is that we're constantly busy, but we're never really thinking about, uh, are we producing what we need to be producing in terms of the goal? So that's really important. So this book, so what I want to do today is just kind of walk through some notes that I have at the back of the book. Um, uh, as I go through this book more, I'm sure you're going to hear more about it, more, more, more from this book, because it really is such a great book. It's just a phenomenal book. So, last week we talked about this. I've got point number one here in the back of the book, and these are just my notes. Okay. Uh, if you can see them right there, these are just notes that I've written in the back of the book. And so, point number one, we talked about it last week, so we won't stay on that. Decide the one goal. So, you've got to come up with what is the one goal. The premise of this book is that the goal for the, um, for the plant manager, his one main goal is to make money and everything else, uh, everything that he does, every action he takes, every decision he makes needs to relate back to that one goal. Now, uh, here's, here's the second thing that they need to do. And, and this is what I'm, I'm reading about right now, where he's deciding that um, in, in order to have the one goal, in order to reach the one goal, you've got to decide the right measurements, Okay. And typically, the corporate view for deciding right measurements would be net profit, return on investment, on anything within the corporation. So, when you're hiring somebody and let's say you're paying them $75,000 a year, the question you're always asking is uh, We're paying this person $75,000 a year. Are they costing us $75,000 a year? Or because of the work they do, are we making an extra? throwing out a number, $750,000 a year, where this position is so important, it's taking 10% of the income that this position brings in. It's hard to quantify every position in the company like that um, or, or every product. Well, I guess products and services are a little bit easier to To measure, it gets a little bit harder to measure people. um, But this book would probably disagree, and there's probably a lot of strategy consultants out there who disagree and say, "No, you can. uh, Every person in your organization, you can find exactly the return on the investment if you do enough of the work with the data." That's the most important part, and and you're gonna have to pardon me if you hear me yawn. I'm coming out of uh, two weeks now where I've been down flat on my back, sick. Last week I wasn't necessarily flat on my back, but 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 I've been sick, and so the last few days it's like I've been making up on my sleep, so I'm more tired than normal. So if I start yawning, it's not you, it's me. All right. Um, it's time chains and all that kind of stuff going on, but I don't think it has to do with that. It has more to do with being sick for the last two weeks. So if I start yandam, please forgive me. Let's move on. Uh, okay. So the corporate view is net profit, return on investment, and then cash flow. How much cash flow do you have within uh, your organization? Now, here's what the consultant in this book I don't think they're calling him a consultant, but he's a science teacher, uh, a former science teacher that the main protagonist. In this book, goes to find, he gives him three different uh, measurements. uh, three Three different measurements. One is called throughput, and we'll talk about what that is. The second one is called inventory. Uh, We'll talk about that, and and the third one is called the operational expense. Okay, so I wrote down here. Here's basically what these three definitions means. uh, Mean throughput means sales okay? Um, creating more opportunities for sales, actually doing the sales, actually making the sales. That's the throughput, okay? The inventory, uh, and one of the things you want with inventory in a manufacturing plant uh, or in an, a warehouse, something like an Amazon you want those inventories to go down. Obviously, a warehouse like Amazon, Amazon, you're constantly replacing that inventory. But I'm sure probably even in an Amazon, they have certain products where they have way too much inventory and they need to get rid of it. It's taking up space. Uh, it's money sitting on the shelves, basically, right? So it's got to go. So you've got to figure out a way to get rid of it, to offload it and try to make more money. Um, and then the operational expenses, right? So those are the people Uh, Those are the tools it takes to uh, make the organization run. It's the building, it's the air, it's the heating, it's um, all the little details that go into uh, making the organization run. So the three questions... And I wrote down here, here are questions to ask when introducing any new productivity hacks, right? So when, so whenever you're introducing something that you think is going to make your company more profitable, that you think is going to make your not, not profitable, excuse me, what well, could be profitable, but more productive. That's what I want to say. Anytime you're going to introduce anything to your company that's going to make your company more productive, the three questions you need to ask according to this book are uh, number one, will this, whatever this is. Uh, help us sell more products, right? Will this help our throughput go up? That's the question you're asking. Uh, you're, you want to ask, will this, whatever this is, bring inventories down, right? So if you're in a warehouse, will it bring the inventories down? And then you also want to ask, will this, whatever this is, reduce people on the payroll? So the question you're asking, you know, that you're actually asking is, did our operational expenses go down, Right. Uh, So that's a way of saving money. So if you're bringing in, and in this book, what they're doing is they're bringing in these robots. And so the plant manager gets into a conversation with the scientist and the scientist asks these three questions: you know, are the robots helping you sell more product? And the plant manager had no clue. Are the robots bringing your inventories down? The answer was, well, no, I guess they're not. Are the robots reducing people that are on the payroll? Uh, Well, actually, no, we didn't lay anybody off. We still have people. We just have them doing something else. So then, the main, uh, the primary question that that the scientist was asking is that uh, are these, uh, are these, are these robots really helping you with productivity? And well, of course they are because the robots are working and they're doing such and such, they're doing this and that. But then that's where the question was: uh, okay, so how do you measure productivity? Well, you measure it against the goal, right? So if you're doing a ton of work. But as, again, the one goal for this manufacturing plan in the book is to make money. If you're doing a ton of work, but it's not making you any money, if all the work you're doing is not really putting more money in your pocket, if you're breaking even, and that's kind of the situation in here. Matter of fact, they're losing money and they're in, in danger within six months of closing the plant down. That's the premise of this book. If all that's going on, then are these robots really happening? Okay. So again, throughput is, here's another way to explain it. Okay. Uh, throughput is money coming in, right? So that's the sales you're making. So that's the money. Anytime you make a sale, that's money that comes into your organization. It comes in your team, whatever. So that's money coming in. Inventory, it's money currently stuck inside the system. So again, you've got all these products that are sitting on the shelves. They need to go out. They need to be sold. This is money. It's sitting right there, right? Uh, And so you need to figure out how to get rid of it. And then you have your operational expenses. So that's money that's spent uh, that's money that's spent to enable the throughput, which means uh, to enable the sale, right? To Anything you're doing that helps you make the sale, those are expenses. So another note that I put here is that every company wants, they want their throughputs to go up. They want their inventory to go down. So that's anything uh, in, your, um, in your organization uh, that could bring in money, but sitting there, you want that to go down and you want the operational expenses um, to go down as well. So how do you express that goal? And this is the last sentence I have, and then we'll just kind of wrap it up with a little conversation about this. So here's how you express the goal. Increase throughput. Here's what an organization wants. If I put it in one sentence, here's what every organization, every uh, team wants. Every uh, I don't care if you're a profit or a nonprofit, not-for-profit, whatever it is, here's what you want. You want to increase your throughput. means more money coming in. You want more money coming in while simultaneously decreasing the inventory, money that's stuck in the system, and decreasing the operational expenses. Look, any organization, any CEO, any executive director, any leader that can do that, you will keep a job for a very long, long time. Increase the throughputs increase the sales, decrease the inventory, whatever it is that's in your organization that's just sitting there. It's money sitting there. Decrease the operational expenses, whatever that looks like. And those are hard calls you have to make sometimes because it might mean, you know, laying off some people. It might mean, um, you know, uh, uh, there might be some, uh, you know, some, I'm thinking about the break room or I'm thinking about some of the perks within the organization that you may have uh, that you don't really need to have, right? Find, you know, flying first class or the private jet that your organization has, or, uh, and I'm not saying anything; those things are wrong, okay? I'm not knocking it, but I'm just saying that, that if the organization is not doing well, you're trying to make, uh, you're trying to make drastic changes right then and there. This is what has to happen. You got to bring up the sales. You got to decrease the inventory, uh, money sitting in the organization, in the company. You've got to decrease the operational expense. Now, This is good for a company. And it's also good for you as a person. So I want you to just to take this in the back of your mind. In our own personal lives. Okay, so again, that's that's the way to look at it for a company. But if you think about it, this is the same thing for our own personal lives. When I think about my own business, and I'm trying to grow my own income. um, I'm not really income driven, I'm more I I really want to build this business. Uh, So it's more about how do you reach more people. Uh, but as I think about 2022 and already setting goals for 2022, the goals have to do with this right here, right? There's one particular goal that I have in mind. And so the goal has to be uh, to increase the throughput. So i got to increase the sales, increase the finances that are coming in. I, I need to decrease the inventory. That's anything that I've got that's not making money. And that could even be for those of you who are entrepreneurs out there, You you could be sitting on a product that you don't even know that you're sitting on. I think of a great story by, and I'm going to get his name wrong. Jack, I believe is his first name. He wrote chicken soup for the soul. Jack. Um, I'm actually going to look this up right now. Here's what my daughter would do. I've learned from here. Who wrote chicken soup for the soul? Okay. Siri is not working for me. Let's see this Siri who wrote chicken soup for the soul? <laughs> Siri doesn't know the writer either. Okay, so let's just let's just Google this. How do you not know the writer? And this is his name's all over the place, and I don't know why it's escaping me. Chicken soup for the soul. Okay, the writer should be coming up here pretty quick. Uh, New York Times bestseller, Jack Canfield. I don't even know if I was right. I don't even know if I was close. There, Jack Canfield wrote a Chicken Boot uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul. And there's a great story about when he was trying to figure out how to earn money early on in his career, and he was doing trainings for schools and stuff, and he was trying to figure out, how do I make the money I need to make? And he realized, wait a minute, I've written this book, and I'm sitting on this book, and this book is not sold. And he came up with the, I think he wanted to make $100,000. So he said, if I can sell, uh, I forget what the number of this was. I think he said, if I could sell a million copies for 10 cents... That must be what it is. A million copies for 10 cents. No, no, it wasn't that. Maybe it was, I don't know, 500,000 copies would have been for what, 20 cents or 20. So it must have been something like, he was like, if I could sell um, I don't know what the number was, but he came up with this number. If I can sell this many thousands of copies of this book. And he was talking about how do you manifest that and how do you create the life you want? And so he put it out in the universe and he happened to be on a TV show and and his book, he was able to mention it and it sold literally, I don't know what the first copy sold whatever but he made off of that 99,000 something dollars. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is this, he was sitting on a pot of gold. and He didn't understand it. He didn't recognize it at first that this book that I've written and uh, has the potential to make a ton of money for myself or at least $100,000. I don't know if that's a ton of money, but at least has the potential to bring some more money in. Uh, That would be Jack Canfield's at that time. That was his inventory. So one of the things that I want to recommend is that, that you, if you're figuring out how can you make some money, right? Look around where you are right now. And this is why some people do garage sales. They say, man, we need an influx of about 1000 to $2,000. Well, you look around your house and you've got all this inventory that's sitting there, all this junk that's sitting there. You go around and you just start getting rid of it and you do what's called a yard sale. You do a garage sale. There, it's a little different in California. Sometimes they do these things. Um, not, I don't see them as much as I do. Uh, back in Indiana, it was like a sport, and you would take off on a Saturday morning and drive around and try to catch as many sales, garage sales you can. And what were these people doing? They were saying, how do I get rid of stuff so that I can make some money? Um, okay. So that's the same thing there. So again, for the organization, uh, for you as a person, you want to increase the throughput means increase the money that comes in. You want to decrease the inventory, find anything in your surroundings, whatever it is that could make you money and offload it, make money from that, right? And it, it, it brings that inventory down. You're going to probably refill that again. You know, There's always going to be inventory there, uh, but do whatever you can to, to decrease that. And then you want to decrease the operational expenses. So this is where I'm at in the goal right now. This is probably what every leader wants to make happen, Uh these three things, right? And and I think also from a consultant perspective, when you're asking questions, when you're helping your organization, ask those three questions right there. Is whatever it is that you're trying to do, is it increasing your sales? Yes or no. Is it decreasing your inventory? Yes or no. Is it decreasing your operational expenses? Yes or no. If it does all of those three, you've got a winning product, you've got a winning solution, you've got a winning service. It's not doing that. We need to get back to the drawing board. Even if you say, "Well, um, it is increasing the throughput. It's bringing more sales in, but it's increasing inventory as well, and it's also increasing operational expense." It's something you got to look at, right? Um, and what's the ROI on that? Um, do the that's where you do one of those cost benefit analysis, right? And do the, you know what is the cost in comparison to the benefit? Okay. So I just wanted to share that with you. I think it's a great book. Not all of you are going to read this book, but I, I, I think it's a really good book. Again, one last time, increase the throughputs, bring down the inventories, bring down the operational expense and right there. You've got your key to success. Okay. All right, everybody. I'll see you on the next episode of JC Talks a Leadership Podcast. Take care. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we offer episodes just like this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to my podcast, JC Talks, a leadership podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere you get your podcast and be the first to get new episodes three times every week. I'll see you soon.